The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson, Andre Salveson with you on a Monday afternoon. Talking about what's going on in sports. Highlighting what happened it, uh, in the Mountain West Conference over the weekend. How did Utah State do in their home opener Saturday afternoon? And just some of the big things that happened in college football over the weekend. Um, love to have you weigh in as well. Thoughts that you had. Questions you might have, uh, you might have had as well. And uh, what you saw in the stadium for Utah State. Um, so nice, nice win for the Aggies. Dominating performance over Stony Brook. And some people may be saying, well, yeah, they should have been able to do that against Stony Brook, a team in a lower classification. Well, this this was a really good Stony Brook team. That, uh, yes, they are a little lower classification. They probably don't have the same level of athletes and, and type of skill that Utah State does. But it's a very experienced team that's won a lot of games and has... Uh, done a lot of things in their division. So, uh, not that I was expecting them to put up this huge fight against the Aggies necessarily, but I was expecting him to be competitive. And uh, Utah State just took care of business and early and often. Um, and just a lot of different weapons that stood out to me and had great performances for the Aggies. Yeah, that was... Uh, well, that was... That was expected. I expected them to go out there and to dominate from from start to finish. Uh, you were sluggish in the Wake Forest game. You made some errors offensively, defensively, special teams. So yeah, you, you want to be able to kind of wrap those, take those errors, and 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 get rid of them. And and it's it's good to do that against a team like Stony Brook. No offense to Stony Brook, but um, there's just no way that this game should be closer than 21. Uh, True, and so and so it's good to see them kind of fix up some and shore some things. I thought DJ Williams played really well. Uh, you know, I, I I thought the defensive backfield actually did a great job. To be honest with you, um, Jordan Love uh, was really good, made some good decisions. That 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 throw, rolling to his left, throwing off his back foot, thirty five yards in the air on a frozen rope for a touchdown is so NFL caliber. People, I mean, I someone's like, well, I could do that. Good. Okay, go stand 35, <laughs> no, away, you couldn't. 35 yards away from your garbage can, roll to your left, throw off your back foot, and get it. And by the way, the guy he threw to was covered. Yeah, pro- probably not the most advised throw no, to no, make. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure Coach Stanford was going, no, 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 no. <laughs> but the way that he was able to do it, just wow. And I loved that there were design plays that they rolled him out, and he was throwing on the run. They had a couple plays where he had the 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 run option, and he ran. Uh, and I, I just I wonder if there was maybe a little mental block there against Wake Forest uh, as to why he was a little rusty in those situations, because that's where his interceptions came. And so I, I liked that they were trying to work on that and get him more and more comfortable in those situations on, mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Yeah, definitely couldn't couldn't agree more with you, Eric. Um and I, I thought you did a good job. I, I, I love the backs, man. I love Warren. 
Uh, I, I love I love those battle backs. They're fun to watch. They're physical. They're shifty. They can they make good decisions. Uh, really impressed with with what they did. In fact, uh, um, you know, John Warren another hundred yard game. It's just it's and did it on less than ten carries, yeah, which is that's stupid. Doesn't man. happen very often. It's just dumb. It's amazing. And Cielso Mariner. I thought Caleb Rep was really good. Cielso Mariner. Caleb Rep had. Had uh, two big catches, and uh, Derek Wright, by the way, his first catch was a touchdown. So congrats to him. Speaking of first catches and first, uh, uh, Henry Columby threw his first touchdowns, two of them, to uh, to be in fact. Uh, and that, by the way, that throw he had some really nice in throws. The, that throw uh, from going from uh, um, from north to south uh, in the corner of the end zone was just a beauty. I mean, beautifully placed, beautiful arc, uh, right into the bread basket. I thought it was an incredible throw. God, he's good. Man, he's so good. Uh, Peasley, while he didn't throw the ball a lot, uh, boy, that guy's fast. Yeah. The guy's got wheels, and I, and I worry about the flat tire that he got. Uh, he got tackled on a scramble. And then guy rolled up over him, looked like he twisted his knee maybe, uh, and had to be helped off the field. That's not good. But if something plays out where um, the quarterback situation is is pretty well set, Peasley ought to consider converting to wide receiver. The guy's so fast. Holy cow. But hopefully uh, this injury is, is not too severe, but he we don't know. Yeah, he could be out for a little while, and they haven't reported anything. And there is no press conference this week because it's a bye week, so we we won't know anything unless they release anything on the on, on that injury if it's, it's it's whatever. So Joe Bright also got hurt right before half. <clears throat> and went to the locker room, yeah, and uh, we never saw him back on the field. Yeah, what was his? What was his? Uh, it wasn't a shoulder, was it? I can't remember. I can't remember. All of a There's a couple guys who um, getting banged up a little bit. Hopefully they'll be all right and be ready to go next week for San Diego State. The Aztecs, uh, really weird team. I mean, you want to talk about a bipolar two weeks? They beat Weber State six nothing, and then they flatten UCLA. Well, the thing that stood out to me most about their performance at UCLA, and continue to emphasize that game was at UCLA, was that San Diego State defense. Uh, they they allowed less than 100 yards rushing uh, from UCLA. Uh, they just really got after it, didn't allow them to move the ball very much. Um, and then similarly on the other side, what they were doing passing the ball, um, that, uh, you know, this Kobe Smith, seven catches for 131 yards. Uh, and so their their offensive performance in the passing game that's not characteristic of what we've seen out of San Diego State the last several years. Yeah, so that's true. That San Diego State point. defense is still very, very, very good, but they've all of a sudden discovered a passing game which could make them very dangerous. Yeah, I, I, I still think Utah State flattens them. I, I really do, man. Really? I, 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 they I know. just win. You think they flatten them? No, I do. I think Utah State's much more talented, Eric. In in almost every facet, too. I think defensively they're talented. I think offensively they're talented. We've got a kicker who is extremely reliable. 
Um, I think we go to San Diego State, and I think we take care of business for the first time in uh, school history. Yeah, isn't it that Utah State hasn't beat San Diego State since their own eleven all time or their own eleven all time at San Diego State? They've beaten once, State. and this was here. Oh. So yeah, we've never won at San Diego State, and that's hoping to change this year. Hey, somebody that could really help uh, with Utah State's performance at the Aztecs, Devin Tompkins. How about that guy? Oh my gosh, he's fun to watch. Every time he? he touched the ball, something magical happened. Yeah, he's fun to watch. I I like I like Devin Tompkins a lot. He uh, um, he's he's kind of an intriguing one because no one really ever talked about him a whole lot until I think late this spring. I, you and I brought him up a few times. But uh, the more it comes about, the more everyone's kind of like, oh, yeah, hey, this De- Devin Tompkins kid is pretty good. Well, no crap. <laughs> he's a, I mean, it's a, it's a tough receiving crew to, to break open and to get into the lineup on, but he's, he's done just that. So five, five catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. Uh, one was that 45-yard long uh, play that he had. He had a great play down the sidelines. I forgot about that one. Had a, a punt return for a for touchdown. A touchdown. Yeah, he was just dude. That Stony Brook offense just player. could not get anything going. I mean, anything for the life of them could not get anything going that first half. That was amazing. What was it? Five straight punts, five straight three and outs. If I remember right, is is what it was. Um, I have the play by play chart here somewhere, but yeah, I think I believe it was five straight punts. Um, and it was just, I mean, the USU defense was living in the backyard of Stony Brook for most of the night. And, uh, and, and the thing is that Stony Brook never really made any adjustments for whatever reason. Oh, and then no, another, I don't know if that's necessarily true because they had their quarterback. Like they didn't. Well, they had their starting quarterback fields, who was more of an athlete. It was rushed the ball, run around. He wasn't a good thrower. And then they threw in this Cassidy who was a thrower and started to make some things happen for him. Then they went back to fields for a little bit, then eventually gave Cassidy more more chances. So I felt like that their game plan did change a little bit when they switched out the quarterbacks. Good for you, Eric. Um, <laughs> Just, you know, observing the game as it plays out. <laughs> hey, speaking of observing the game, how come the refs can't observe the game? How come they're blind? When are we going to get, like, refs who have glasses who can actually see what the hell's going on? How does... How does the kid who laid the hit on Derek Wright and nearly take his head off not call for one targeting or two while standing over him and taunting? Well, he did get an unsportsmanlike. Oh, he did? Yes. I didn't hear that. Okay. Well, still, he should have been ejected. I mean, it was clocked him. Hope Derek's okay. Sounds like he, 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 he retweeted one of my tweets yesterday, so I think he might be all right. Not exactly sure on that. No, but uh, the uh, the review officials, what was going on? There were a lot of reviews. It took a lot of oh, time. Oh, dude, that game was so long. It took us fifty four minutes to finish the first quarter, man. Fifty four minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. BYU is already in the fourth quarter. They started a half hour before us. We're already late in the fourth quarter when we were like, I think, starting the third. I mean, dude, it was the longest game in football history. Yeah, never, man. Maybe not in football history, but it was a long game. Dude, you understand. It did drag on. Uh, but uh, there were some... We, we got some calls in the post game about oh. how 
the uh, the the marching band did not play the Scotsman after every touchdown. I didn't notice that. They did not fire the cannon after every touchdown. Oh, they didn't, did they? Or after a PAT, right? Because they do it after like a field goal or a PAT. After every score? Yeah, they didn't even do that. That I didn't think about that. Really? So, I, I don't know. Is that a new thing? Is that only because they were anticipating doing it a lot, so they didn't want to have overkill? It's probably because they have, have that uh, new uh, bag policy. And they can't get the uh, the cannons in there because they are illegal. <laughs> they couldn't get the right black powder or something. <laughs> well, they didn't have a clear bag. I mean, they didn't have the clear bags either. Okay, you got to have a clear bag, man. You want to get your stuff in there. And it says specifically on the sign, no weapons. That could be problematic. If that is, in <laughs> fact, how they brought in their uh, ammunition for the cannon. Uh, you know, hey, I was looking at this uh, Stony Brook stuff. I finally found it on my play-by-play sheet. Congratulations. Uh, you know what, I'm Eric? proud of you. You should be. I'm trying to give our Aggie listeners the best coverage possible. You done? Jeez. Well, I was done a long time ago. <laughs> um, so their first one, they, yeah, they were three now in their first possession. Three now to get on their second possession. Yeah. And then three and out on their third. <laughs> three and out on their fourth. Three and out on their fifth. Yep. They finally got a first down at the 13-minute mark of the second quarter. And then they punted. And I think that's what that was with the, the when they made a quarterback change. Yeah. Well, and their best drive came until they threw a pick a... Uh, in the middle of the field. Who picked that off, by the way? It was Andre, Gray- it was Andre Grayson Jr. who picked it off. Middle of the field, in the, uh, near the end zone. He threw it up for grabs. Yes, it was Andre Grayson. Yeah, that's right. Was it, yeah. yeah, by Grayson. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, on the USU 22. So they're on the plus side of the field. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and, then, and then on the other hand, Eric, <clears throat> uh, looking at Utah State's drives... I mean, they just ate the clock. I mean, really, they just, I mean, they ate the clock here. I'm looking at, uh, let's see, so the first drive, well, I guess they didn't really eat the clock. Never mind. I mean, their first drive was 10 plays, 54 yards, 2 minutes, 4 seconds. Their next one was 8 plays, 71 yards, 141. The That one, oh, and that's when Jalen Warren fumbled it. That's right, on second and one at the, on the plus side of the field, about the five yard line is Stony Brook, and then. And can I go ahead? I don't know who was producing the broadcast for Facebook. Oh, it's bad. But it was they're, They've been okay in the past, but okay. The game Saturday was not. The, okay. The, the crowd noise was non-existent. It sounded like two guys just in a closet calling a game. That was being shown on TVs. So there was a, no crowd noise or ambience. So, and then on the fumble play, they they're showing on the broadcast a totally different play. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. So it looks like <laughs> Warren gets tackled, and you're like, "Oh, he's down!" Sits the ball yeah. down, starts to get up. Like, why is this even a, a thing? <laughs> and then they say, "No, replay stands. There was a uh, the call stands. It was a fumble." <laughs> Are we not seeing the same thing as a replay official? (laughs) Apparently not. Okay, so here's another thing I have a problem with this whole Facebook thing. 
how many questions do you get as a sideline reporter when you talk to coach? Basketball or football? You get how many questions? Uh, two, maybe three. No, two. Period. Two. Two. Yeah, it's not many. Well, how come this Facebook gal gets three questions every time? In fact, last year, I uh, I went. I think, I think it's the same gal. No, it might have been a different one. But she asked like four questions, and I was sitting there waiting to talk to him. And finally, she got done, and I was like, "Hey, don't know if you're new to the game or new to the broadcasting thing, but it's two questions. Thanks." She didn't talk to me the rest of the season. She's like, "Who's that guy?" Wait, you don't listen to 106.9 on the fan, ma'am. <laughs> Get your ish together. Yeah, okay. Two questions, lady. If you're listening, people, two questions. You get two questions, and if he goes long, you ask one. God. Utah State, 717 total yards of offense. Uh, balanced, 392 and passing, 325 rushing. Dude, Jordan could have threw for 500 if he played that whole game. Oh, easy. Easily. In a sleep. But they did what they needed to do. They needed to get a nice big lead, give the younger guys, inexperienced guys, live reps, Guys that uh, you may be redshirting, give them live game experience. Uh, it, it played out exactly like you would want it to play out, minus maybe some of the injuries that did occur. But um, it, Jordan Love on rollouts, feeling comfortable throwing on the run, designed run plays for him. Uh, great defensive effort by the secondary, not allowing a whole lot. It was more of a bend but don't break kind of defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they did make the quarterback change, uh, Cassidy was passing the ball around a little bit, but um, I thought that the secondary made some nice adjustments and uh, made it difficult for those wide receivers to bring those in. So uh, Utah State has an extra week now to fine-tune some things and uh, let some guys get healthy, and then it's a big, big matchup at San Diego State. And San Diego State... Uh, 2-0 on the season right now. Uh, with the big win against UCLA, uh, there were some other games in the Mountain West that kind of surprised me. I was mostly surprised in Fresno State that they weren't able to get that game taken care of. It's kind of a slow start for the Bulldogs, but then they came on, but weren't able to close it out. And eventually it was an interception in the end zone for Minnesota to seal the win for them. But that would have been an, another really big win yeah. for uh, for the Mountain West Conference over a Power 5 school. Yeah, I... Man, when they come to conference play, they're going to be ready to go. They will be. They're going to be an absolute threat in that other side of the division. Huh. Hawaii got it done again against the Pac-12. Boy, they're looking that? really good. How really good that? offensively. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, Four touchdowns, 420 yards by Cole McDonald. Yeah, he's, he's, he's playing with a little bit of vengeance right now for... Jordan Love taking the Offensive Player of the Year award last year. <laughs> well, Jordan deserved it. Sure, but he wants it back. I mean, he wants it. He wants it. Yeah, he's he's, he's coming into this season healthy. He didn't. He wasn't yeah. going into last season healthy. There you go. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then I, oh, dang, I clicked on the link there. Um, Boise, man. How do you go from putting up 36 on Florida State to scoring 14 against Marshall at home? Good question. Everybody's all excited <laughs> about Boise. They're climbing up in the these rankings. 
He scored 14 he against scored Marshall, 14 man. On your turf. But what it, everybody's getting excited about is that was it because the, the uniforms match the turf and you couldn't tell? <laughs> I don't, but what everybody's getting excited about is that for the second straight game, Boise State has held their opponents scoreless in the second half. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's impressive. But dude, you is, you are Marshall, not going to hold. That, are they that kind of a defensive juggernaut? Well, you're not going to hold Utah State to seven points on their home field. I can promise you that. So you might want to pick up that 14 and, and chuck it and try to find your offense that he left in Florida State. Uh, Oregon over Nevada in a uh, in a shocker, 77-6. to six. Wow. Uh, After the first quarter, it looked like Nevada was going to go toe-to-toe with these guys. Nice momentum of their win. After their after beating Purdue, thinking, hey, Nevada could be an interesting team this year. But then Oregon, they should have won their game the previous week against Auburn. And you can yeah. tell they wanted to go out and prove something. And, man, did they ever. Well, it, it, it's ironic they lost Oregon by that much. In fact, the last five losses to uh, the, the, their biggest losses by margin have been all two Pac-12 teams, at least their top five. Uh, 81-6 to against Cal in 1915. 1920, they lost 79-7 to Cal again. Oregon beat them 77-6 just uh, on Saturday. In 1929, USC beat them 66-0. And uh, in 1999, Oregon beat Nevada 70 to, 72 to 10. So Oregon's not, you know, unfamiliar to just laying the wood on Nevada. It's a tradition that they, unlike any other, <laughs> that the Pac-12 just goes and beats the living crap out of Nevada. And so, yeah, and that's that's one thing the Pac-12 can hold their hat on. Yeah. Uh, Wyoming struggled against Texas State. At the half, Texas State was leading this yeah. game. Yeah. What the crap, Wyoming? Dude, I mean, how? I know it's like, you know, you had the big one last week, and it was crazy loud, and, you know, everyone's excited, and then you got, oh, Texas State. Great. You know, but, um, no, I, yeah. They, they got the win nonetheless. Thank goodness, to be honest. 23-14 is your final. But, uh, boy, did they struggle <laughs> a lot. Uh, Hawaii is getting some votes in the coaches poll. Oh, good for them! By the way, they're good the only uh, Wyoming is getting some votes as well. Good for Wyoming! Enough. Come on, Wyoming! But, uh, Boise State is ranked; they're twenty second in both polls. Well, can't wait to have a top twenty team in our house, and we beat them. That's going to be fun. Uh, Colorado State over Western Illinois, thirty-eight thirteen. No one cares. Uh, UNLV um, competed against Arkansas State until the game started. <laughs> and then they lost 43-17. So, good for them. It was, a, it was a really competitive coin toss. And then kickoff happened and then crap hit the roof. <laughs> All downhill from there. <laughs> uh, Tulsa is winners over San Jose State, State. So, San Jose State got their one win and won't see another one the rest of the year. Uh, so, yeah. And San Diego State over UCLA. What the frick? Chip Kelly. Is he just there to get paid? I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, that's just weird. It's bad. A little bizarre. Uh, next week, or this upcoming week, I guess it's Saturday, so Utah State has a bye. Air Force versus Colorado. That's on the Pac-12 network. On NBC- Colorado's gaining some steam. Yeah, they. oh my gosh, that win over Nebraska was 
saucy. Yes. Uh, I want to send my condolences. Oh, really quickly. I want to send my condolences to uh, Bob Davey, um, the New Mexico Lobos, as they are facing Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Uh, that'll be on NBC if you guys want to see the funeral. Irish favored by 35. Yeah, they'll cover. Bob Davey's not going to make the trip. Always oh, not? Nope. I wouldn't either. He's named uh, one of his assistants as the interim or acting head coach. Yeah, I would I would rather... I'll, I'll take the hospital bed for this one. Uh, UNLV, speaking of uh, funerals, will be at Northwestern. Uh, Colorado State's at Arkansas. Good gosh. Idaho uh, is at Wyoming. Weber State at Nevada. Weber State's kind of a tricky team to deal with right now. Nevada, that's no cakewalk. Hope you have your heads up for this one. Uh, Washington, the Huskies. Uh, we'll be facing Hawaii. Did they lose last week? They did, and they dropped hard. They dropped like nine spots in the polls. Well, didn't they? Okay, so wait, that there was game, a big weather delay. But there was that a game weather didn't delay. Start until like ten thirty yeah. at night. I got home from the game late. Like I got home like around eleven, and I turned on the TV, and they're in the second quarter, and I was like, "What the crap?" And I heard there was a weather delay. It must have affected them more than I thought. Wow, they dropped. Yeah, that I saw much, this clip. Huh? The coach Peterson grabs the mic, comes out on the field. Once the weather had cleared enough, and they said, okay, the game's going to start in 30 minutes. You have 30 minutes from now, the game's going to start. So by then, it's already like late. So he comes out, he grabs the mic, and there's maybe a couple hundred fans in the stands. He's like, call your friends and your family. It's time to play football. <laughs> Everyone's like, dude, like, just shut up and play. We want to go, go home. home. <laughs> they dropped that much, though. Who'd they lose to again? That was a home. Yeah, that was a home game. Who'd they lose to? Cal, oh, twenty to nineteen. Yeah, that would do a why. They need to be beating Cal. Hmm. Uh, San Diego State's at New Mexico State. Portland State uh, makes the visit to the Blue Turf to face number two, twenty-two ranked Boise State. Uh, a lot of a lot of dull games this week. It's it's usually it's called Cupcake Saturday. There's no ranked versus ranked opponents. You can thank Tennessee. You can thank Florida. Uh, there's a lot of people to blame for this one, but yeah. Uh, no ranked games this week. A few ranked games next week. Uh, I think more on the horizon in the next couple weeks, actually, if I remember right. So, yeah. Even then, I think the Stanford-UCF game could be interesting. Sure. Um, BYU-USC. BYU had their big win in overtime. Yeah, they, dude. Okay, let's 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 hit on that really quickly. First of all, Tennessee is bad enough. Where on third and like fifteen or seventeen, they let a kid go for sixty-seven yards because he gets yeah, behind on, the defense on BYU's own twenty-yard line. Yeah, you with the clock they need running one stop with the clock running because your quarterback Zach Wilson, Mister Ben Criddle's NFL first-round draft pick, his prodigal son plays the prodigal moron and dives in the middle of the field with the clock running. Uh, and they still get away with a win. BYU don't like salivate on that win because Tennessee's bad and they're going to prove it throughout the rest of the year. So quit wetting your pants. They suck. And you know what? USC is on a roll and when they come to BYU, they're coming on a mission. Because not only do, if you if they barely beat you, then people are going to say, well, Utah's better than USC. So you, USC's coming for a, uh, a statement game. They want to do it in the home state of Utah where they just beat the crap out of BYU and, uh, and, 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 prove, and prove something to the Pac-12. 
Uh, Ohio State to Indiana, that one should be a bore. Is there any good games with non-ranked versus ranked opponents? Uh, but, uh, BYU game is going to be at one thirty on oh, ABC. Oh, it's on ABC, huh? Ooh, I could watch that. Uh, I, I was, think the Arizona State-Michigan State could be interesting. Arizona State's not that bad of a team. Holy crap. Utah's 11th now? Did they move up that much? They moved up a couple spots. Huh. Wow. Clemson's at Syracuse. Syracuse two years ago beat Clemson. Uh, Hawaii's at Washington. Northwestern State at LSU. And then LSU has a bye week before they play. No, no, no. They have another game. Then they have a bye week before they play Utah State. Uh, Oklahoma at UCLA could be bad. Yeah, there, there's not one game that I said that could be an upset. Not one. Man, that's a bad week of football. Hmm. Spicy. Spicy. Very spicy. Uh, let's do this. Let's uh, we'll take a quick break because Utah State basketball made an announcement this oh, afternoon. Oh, they did, yeah. yeah They've got yeah, a big, yeah. uh, another big matchup coming up on their 2019-2020 basketball season. Another neutral site game. Who the opponent's going to be? Where will the game be played? We'll let you know that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. The other thing you can do at 1069thefan.com, check out podcasts of past episodes. Yeah, first hour is already loaded up for you guys to tune in if you missed it. Oh, you're Mr. Uh, fast Fingers over there. Yeah, I've been, I'm getting better at it. You can also hear the audio of Gary Anderson, Devin Tompkins, and David Woodward from what they had to say to the press following the game on Saturday night. And you can find the links to go participate in our Cash Valley Media Group Preps Pick'em Contest. Sign up, register. You could win $100 to the locker 42 if you have the best score this week. And mm-hmm. if you do, you are in automatically entered as a finalist for our grand prize, a 65-inch 4K TV. Yo. Very cool stuff. 4K me. So this afternoon, Utah State men's basketball announcing that they're going to have another neutral site game. They're adding another one to their schedule. They haven't released the full schedule yet, and this is probably part of the reason why. But the Aggies will play South Florida in the Toyota Center in Houston. That's where the Rockets play. How about that? That'll be on December 18th. It's part of the inaugural Battleground 2K19. It's three-game slate, including Baylor, UT San Antonio, Oregon State, and Tennessee Martin. So let me, let me get this straight. Um, you're going to Jamaica for a tournament. You go to Florida to face the Gators, and you go to the Toyota Center to face South Florida. Like, how would it be? I love that. I know, you know, I love that Coach Mero or Coach Smith uh, is 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 doing this. I absolutely love it, and I think it's a great schedule. It's challenging for this Aggie squad. Um, it's you know, but it but at the same time, it's a really fun experience for these kids and for the coaching staff. It really is. Uh, it's, it's going to be fun for Sam Merrill, especially. And as a senior, I, I think that's what's going to be most fun for him. Um, 
and then of course Namish and this and this group. I just it's it's awesome, and I'm so excited and I'm so happy for them that they get a, they go play a very challenging but yet fun environment and schedule. That that really is cool. Yeah, clearly trying to create a strong enough strength of schedule yeah. and RPI to get uh, higher quad one games on their schedule, yeah, uh, or at least high quad two. So that uh, when it comes to the tournament time, Utah State is strongly considered not only to, to go if there's any question if they should go or not, but if they do go, then get a nice favorable seed if they do make it that far. Yeah, I like it. Uh, South Florida, uh, this is a team that went 24-14 and 14 last year. They won the CBI. Uh, they won the C- uh, College Basketball Invitational this last spring. Uh their top four leading scorers are all coming back. So uh, this is a interesting team. Um, that uh, Now, they won't have the big guy, right? Um, or was he for Central Florida? Uh, Taco Fall? Oh, yeah, he was for Central. Was he, was yeah, he, he was Central, Central Florida, Florida or South Florida? I think he was Central Florida. Central Florida, wasn't he? Yeah, I think you're right. But um, anyway, this is uh, an interesting new tournament that's going on. Utah State's going to participate in it. Um, and we'll see what happens. So if you want to go, tickets go on sale Friday, September 13th at 11 a.m. Battleground2k.com That's where you can get your tickets. So if you're going to go spend December 18th down in Houston, you could go do that and go cheer on the Aggies. There's, there's a couple Aggie-Houston connections. Um, Quinn Taylor is from Houston. Uh, the Aggies made a trip to Houston last year, take on the University of Houston. So they'll be making a return trip. So anyway, big news coming out of uh, Utah State University and their uh, men's basketball program with a big matchup. Uh, again, on just another neutral site game for them. USU women's basketball released their schedule just the other day, just last week. Uh, the men we anticipate will be releasing theirs here very shortly. Uh, speaking of USU women, we'll be having their head coach, Coach uh, Jerry Finkbeiner. He'll be joining us on the Full Court Press this week. So uh, get an idea of what their team looks like. They had a uh, an international exhibition that they were able to do. They went down to Mexico, had a couple of games down there, and uh, have returned and now getting ready for their 2019-2020 season. But... Um, Good for them. Yeah, it's Utah State basketball team still kind of waiting to see the the health of the Miyashketa with his knee. Yeah, that's been kind of quiet, hasn't it, lately? <laughs> but we, did, we do anticipate there were a season to be announced here pretty soon. Uh, the conference schedule has already been announced. Um, now it's just looking at what does the, the rest of the season look like. And there was some question about when when Utah State plays BYU, would Yoli Childs be playing in that game or not? Turn, it looks like it will not be. Uh, it'll be wait the, what the for them his tenth game back will be their game against Utah. Incidentally enough, really, wait. So he won't be available for the Utah State game. I don't believe that he will. I'd rather have him on the floor. I want to go wipe them on the floor with him there. <laughs> I really do. Oh, huh. 
Hey, by the way, I always I find that kind of interesting. So Mark Pope is the new coach of BYU, formerly of UVU. He's playing Utah State, Utah, Weber State, Southern Idaho, or yeah, Southern Utah, uh, all in the schedule. He doesn't have UVU on there. That's kind of intriguing. He's not going to play his old team. No. That that just thought that's a little weird. Uh, speaking of Mark Pope, did you hear some, see some of the things that Nick Emery was? Yeah. Okay. So what? Going out there on Twitter about the new coaching staff. Yeah, he went. He went full Antonio Brown. Um, Nick Emery's a problem, and uh, it's probably good for BYU that he no longer plays for that team. He, Nick Emery, has this ego that he that someone needs to stick a needle into and just pop it, because dude, Nick, you don't play basketball anymore, okay? And this whole like entitlement. That everybody owes you something is just, I mean, couldn't be any more further from the truth. Uh, he needs to grow up a lot. Uh, and he was a problem for the Cougars while he was there at BYU. And he's still acting like a problem right now, it sounds like. just And to say that kind of stuff about a university that was really good to you, um, <laughs> blows my mind. Blows my mind about that kid. I, I don't get him. I don't get him. I still wish we would have freaking beat him over there. Gosh dang it. Okay, so here, if you missed it, if you're not really sure what was going on, uh, the other night, somebody, uh, a, a player, posts something. Yeah, it's the kid from Wasatch who went on a recruiting visit to BYU and got himself hurt because of a BYU stupid activity they were doing. And then Nick Emery's like, dude, don't. Don't go there. Don't do it. So he said, you'll play with some of the greatest dudes and some great guys, but the coaching staff is dishonest and pretty sketchy. And then so BYU people like are on his Twitter account. Hey, you're a jerk. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, just, I mean, going after him or whatever. And then he apologizes the next day. And those same Cougar fans are like, Dude, it's all right. We had your back the whole time, man. It's going to be okay. Yeah, he deleted the original tweet. Yeah, he would. But it wasn't pretty. And so then he goes on there saying, Twitter, I was hacked by Antonio Brown last night. Super sorry. Kidding. In reality, I just love basketball and I have some things to work out to get to a peaceful place again. I bet you Mark Pope's like, yeah? You want to get on Twitter again and just go ahead and apologize about talking about a coaching staff you know nothing about? That kid is an egomaniac and has a serious problem. He needs to get he needs to get it fixed too before he gets on social media again. Man, I don't know. May, this is just a suggestion, Nick. But maybe I don't know. Delete your Twitter account. Get rid of <laughs> Stay it. Stay away. Stay off of it and try to quote unquote take care of yourself. Quit trying to drag yourself into an attention room to be the center of attention for everybody to watch and see. It's it. You're not. You're not. You're not 16 anymore playing for Lone Peak. Those days are long gone, buddy. Get over yourself and grow up. But um, my guess is he won't. That's just me, though. So, yeah, some some bizarre stuff going on over the weekend with the former BYU basketball player. But uh, it does look like, according to the uh, BYU basketball schedule, uh, that uh, Yoli Childs, his return will be uh, for the game between the Cougars and the Utes. Uh, and it won't be uh, in the game that involves Utah State. 
Well, that's too bad. You wanted them on the court. Yeah. I want them at their best. When we beat them, I want to I beat them at their best. I'm sure Craig Smith would love to beat them at their best, too. But we'll beat them nonetheless. I see the Utah schedule is posted, but I don't see the BYU schedule. Hmm. Anyway, that's what I've heard. We'll continue to verify that. But the Utah State basketball schedule... Uh, announcing today another non-conference game and kind of a tournament. Uh, although they won't play in a tournament, they're just there. They're just being a neutral site against South Florida. That game will be in Houston, the home of the Houston Rockets, and that'll be in December on a Wednesday, December 18th. So um, this Utah State basketball team's being uh, pretty aggressive with the scheduling. Uh, I like it. Big things for USU basketball expected this year. All right, coming up next, some more thoughts about other things that happened in the uh, opening weekend of college football. uh, Not opening weekend of college football, the second week of college football, opening week of the NFL. Uh, Some of the things that are on tap coming on tonight in the NFL uh, Monday Night Football is currently underway. How are things progressing so far in the first game of a doubleheader? We'll talk about that next in the Full Court Press. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Andre Salveson, Full Court Press. a bigger wreck on social media? Okay. Who's a bigger wreck on social media? Antonio Brown, Nick Emery, or OJ Simpson? Uh, wow. Interesting choice. I would probably say Antonio Brown. I'll put Nick Emery. He does have a disturbing Twitter feed. <laughs> Both of them just need to get the heck off. Just yeah. Hey, what did there's, uh, there's language in there? So just be forewarned. Yeah, yeah. There is there is a lot of language in there. Oh, and I just saw that text. Well, the yeah, one of our coworkers texted us about Nick Emery getting off social media. <laughs> Uh, Eric, uh, speaking of Sunday NFL stuff, we had some Aggies who participated in the NFL as well. Yeah, not a bad opening for Utah State fo- former Utah State football players. A couple mm-hmm. of them, notable performances. Donald Penn with a new team with the Redskins played uh, 67 offensive snaps for the Skins in his offensive debut. Uh, Devontae Mays, uh, actually, no, sorry, he did not scratch that. He did not play. Uh, tonight, you could see Nevin Lawson and Dallin Lovett. Oh, really? Dallin? For the who? For the Raiders. Really? Uh, Bobby Wagner, uh, nine tackles, seven were solo, had two TFL, um, played on uh, all 77 defensive snaps and uh, a couple of special teams opportunities. Nick Vigil for the Bengals had a good game. He had seven tackles for the Bengals, one tackle for loss. Also, looking at um, Kyler Fackrell, he got in there in a couple of plays for the Packers. He had two assisted tackles 
played in 23 defensive snaps and 14 special teams snaps. Um, couple, uh, Maurice Alexander, Mo Alexander, now with the Buffalo Bills, uh, got in there and didn't. He did record one tackle and was involved more on special teams, but uh, kind of a guy that's uh, finding his place still in the NFL. And a couple of guys that you don't see a lot of stats for but are very involved, Patrick Scales, he's been doing it for a long time as a long snapper for the Bears. Um, and then uh, he's still there doing things. And then also Tyler Larson. Um, he uh, played in six special teams snaps for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, a couple of the guys that are on squads but didn't uh, get any snaps, didn't get in there to play. Jalen Davis, he's with the Cardinals. Also, um, we already mentioned Devontae Mays. He's with the Jaguars now. Uh, Darwin Thompson, he did get in uh, on a couple plays. Uh, he did make one catch for three yards. So a uh, number of different Aggies involved in, on different teams in the NFL. We'll see a few more potentially get some opportunities tonight with the Oakland Raiders with both Nevin Lawson and Dallin Levitt uh, on, the squ- on the squad and on the roster for the Raiders. Uh, speaking of the NFL, Monday Night Football, there's one game going on right now. It's in the second quarter. No score yet. Uh, that uh, looks like the Texans uh, either going to go for it on fourth and one or, or kick a field goal. Kick the field goal. I can't have Sean Watson throw a TD. Kick so, the field goal, Texans. Uh, so the Texans at the Saints. It's early in the second quarter, very early. By the way, I face you next week in week two of fantasy football. Serious? Yeah. Are you ready to get Brown Mambad? Are you ready to get illegal touching? By the way, that text on Saturday night rolled my eyes. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. There was an the illegal people. touching call during the game. Had to announce it, didn't you? Okay, that's my, that's my team. Dude, you're getting murdered. With Antonio in my lineup, I have Demario, Demarius Thomas, James White, Philip Dorsett, and jo- or, uh, Antonio Brown all in my lineup. You think he's going to play? Who? Brown? Yeah, he's suiting up next week. But do you think he, he'll really do much? I don't know. Find out. That's why we play the game. We play to win the game. Uh, <laughs> hey, by not. the way, what did you think of... Uh, Delaney Walker's comments on uh, <laughs> on Cleveland after the game. I don't know if you heard about this. Delaney Walker goes out there and is like, uh, after the game, they're trash. The whole team's trash. Oh, man. Yeah, he did not hold back. We, They were who we thought they were. <laughs> and they're trash. Yeah, there was a lot was of like, preseason Delaney, hype dude. about Cleveland. Well, yeah. I mean, it's because of like Bleacher Report's in love with two people. Well, yeah, two people, Zion Williamson and Baker Mayfield. Anytime they scratch their butts, hey, it's, it's got to be it's got to be on there. It's got to be on the highlight reel. Well, I mean, they brought over Odell Beckham Jr. Dude, that guy's been freaking got- no. Odell's been chewing mushrooms since he was like three. All right, dude, he's he's got pro. You want to talk about guys having chewing problems? mushrooms? Oh, yeah. What does it even mean? <laughs> You never heard of that? <laughs> no. no way. You're not that old. Come on. I mean, Woodstock years? That was your year, man. <laughs> no. You have no idea how high I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> I 
boy. <laughs> We're off track. Oh, so off track. No, but really, like, dude, some guy comes. Look, not only did you get beat 43-14, but then the guy calls your team trash in the post game. Who does Cleveland got next week? I mean, who is who's going to call them trash? I wonder who Cleveland's got. Come on. Uh, <laughs> week two, we've got. Come on, Cleveland, please. They play Dude, the Jets. They're the Jets. Yes. Monday night. Oh, yeah. That's the best Monday night matchup we could ask for. It's coming, baby. That is going to be <laughs> a game of <sighs> em- who can be the, the biggest embarrassment on the field. Oh, man. If the Browns go 0-2 with losses to the Titans and Jets, my life will be complete. <laughs> oh, man. It would be so complete. Oh, crap. Hey, did the Colts win yesterday? Jacoby Brissett, did they beat the Chargers or no? No, the Chargers won. Did they? But mm. Jacoby Brissett looked good. I thought he looked all right, too. I know he had a couple of problems making reads and such, but I thought for the most part he did all right. By the way, Houston went for it, scored. Scored a touchdown. So, PAT How? pending. How did they score it? Uh, Watson. No. No. Left end for 21 yards. No. That's not right. That can't be true. He threw a touchdown. I swear you're lying to me. I swear you just Oh, no. It. He ran it in for a touchdown. No. Out of the shotgun. Not even loading up. I hate this thing. That's what happened. He that, ran it in for a touchdown. From 21 yards out? Yeah, on a fourth and one. Holy crap, Saints. What are you doing? <laughs> this isn't hard. <laughs> 